to a meaningful marketplace. I'm Sarah Massoni from Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center, where I've helped countless dreamers launch their new food products. It's the science of taking a food delight from the kitchen to mass manufacturing and still keeping its great taste. That's what I do. I've been called the woman with the million-dollar palate, although I haven't tried to cash that check yet. Listen in weekly for real-life stories. Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce and author of Preservation Pantry, modern canning from root to top and stem to core. I love inspiring business owners to get started on their journeys, encouraging folks to be part of their local community, and I'm excited to help business owners tell their stories. Join us as we explore the journeys of women entrepreneurs in the food and beverage industry. Hello and welcome to Masonian Marshall, a meaningful marketplace. Thanks for joining us as we learn about the journey of local food makers. This is Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce. And Sarah Masoni of Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center. Well, Sarah, we um, I want to hear all about your coast adventure because you Ooh. went to the coast to check out some food stuff. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, so I was a guest speaker in Tillamook, actually. There's a gal there named Nan Devlin, and she's uh, one of the, actually, she runs part of the tourism uh, stuff going on there in the North Coast. And she has been spearheading this idea that there are a lot of good food manufacturers on the North Coast. Yeah. And so we did kind of an ideation day with probably about 20 different business leaders in the Tillamook area. And my part was to talk about kitchens and incubators, and then to kind of lead a short ideation of the folks that was there. And they all sort of came up with some ideas of what they think would be good for the Tillamook area. Cool. And it's been a progression because I first went there in 2019 as a speaker. I spent two days there in the 4-H building at the fairgrounds, and I taught them my sort of getting the recipe to market stuff that I do. We call it Fridays at the FIC here at the Food Innovation Center. And so it was pretty fun to be there. Did you um, meet any new businesses you didn't know about or people that we can tell our listeners about? Most of the people there were um, not, well, I would say there was a couple food entrepreneurs. It was more economic development people and Mm -hmm. people that actually work in local government. And we're trying to get some sort of a grant funding um, opportunity. We had had a guest speaker from Build Oregon, which is the Oregon Business Economic Development Group. And there's some funding that's available through that group for what's called Innovation Excellence. So they have Centers for Innovation Excellence that they're trying to develop around the state. And so I was excited to hear about that because I feel like the Food Innovation Center is a center for excellence. And I'm going to sort of spearhead some work on that and see if we can get some additional grant funding here, maybe where we could work more with farms, people that grow food and then want to put it in a jar or whatever. Yeah, that's really cool. I So you were meeting more with people that are going to um, eventually house maybe a place for people, for small business owners to make. Food, yeah. Right? In so, fact, many of you listening might have been in the Tillamook area and drove by the big blimp hangers. There's oh, yeah. a big 18,000 square foot building there that we're thinking about maybe making that into a warehouse and a kitchen and a hub for distribution for people. That's- that's really cool. I hope that it happens. Um, I'm pretty so many, sure it'll happen. So many great things that can come out of the mm-hmm. coastal area. We've already had some great guests on the show from the coast. So yeah, you know that there's a right. need there. Yeah. Yeah. Time sure. is right. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Did you eat any good food while you were there? I ate at the Meridian at the Headlands and I had, I chose to have a ling cod, which I think was caught on one of the dory boats that goes out of Pacific City there. That's so cool. And it was pan seared. It was so good. It was just with some root vegetables. And I think there was some greens, you know, chopped and sauteed with it. It was really tasty. Very cool. Well, I like to follow along and see what you were up to. So it looked very fun. I know. And I didn't see much of you on Instagram, so I can't really say what you were doing this last week. (laughs) 
I was working, man. I this couldn't is my... do any sleuthing on you. I apologize. No, no, this is my busy time. I'm, you know, I'm finishing up farmers markets, but this is really when all my peppers and and kind of the last of tomatoes are coming in from the market. So I'm just busy in the kitchen. I'm not oh, really. You said you're making chimichurri because your lavage and all that stuff sort of came back. So yeah, you might be doing that. Yep. I'll still have, I'll still have some chimichurri at the market this next week because all my plants kind of died out with the heat wave. But now that it's been a little bit rainy, um, stuff has come back in the garden. So we have like our parsley and mint and um, leverage. And so we, yeah, we're able to make that again. And yeah, just like getting things kind of wrapped up for the end of the season uh, for me. I can't believe October is almost over. It's unbelievable. I know it's wild. It's gone by really fast, but Mm -hmm. it's good. We have, um, you know, all our freezers are packed full. My tomatoes are canned. I've got a lot of sauce made, so I feel like I'm in a pretty good space, but it means like a lot of long, you know, days and hours. So that's what I've been been up to. Very busy. Quiet on the gram, but busy in the kitchen. Well, we're Sarah and I aren't alone here today. We have no, we some aren't. some lovely guests. We are joined mm-hmm. today by Pat and Holly. They are the owners of Sabejo. Sabejo brand transports you to the taste, sights, and textures of Singapore with their three signature ready to enjoy sambal sauces. Welcome, ladies. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. It's so fun listening to um, the show and hearing about what you guys are doing makes us very excited too. Yeah. Well, we can't wait to hear about what you do. People yeah. are probably tired of listening to us chit chat. They hear us all the right. time. Well, <laughs> I have to say, you know, when Sarah and I came to that pop-up dinner that you had over in the West Hills at the, is it called the Red Barn, right? The Black, Black Barn. Barn. Black Barn. Oh, sorry. Black Barn. The barn was too Sorry, red, Black Barn. Black. <laughs> it was red, but now it's going to be black. So anyway, it's the Black Barn. <laughs> that was a great event that you hosted there. That was really fun. Do you want to start by telling us a little bit about that? Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, we really enjoyed having you guys there. Um, Black Barn is owned by one of our friends. Uh, it's a nice event space that they are looking to convert into an urban farm and community space as well. Um, and we have, it was kind of like one of our first um, meetings with the foodie community here in Portland. So we started our business kind of in 2019. We were running supper clubs. So Pat and I, we've known each other for almost like 17 years. Mm-hmm. We're older than we look. <laughs> <laughs> right, you're only 17. I know. Right. Oh, I'm confused here. <laughs> But in the time that we've known each other, we've we've actually, our career paths has kind of moved in the same place. Like Pat's gone to Shanghai, then I went to Shanghai. We started in Singapore, Shanghai, and then here as well. Um, but in the time that we've met, wherever we've been in the world, we've always, because um, we miss the food from home. Yeah. We always get together to cook for friends. Yeah, know, so. and, and, Pat, mm-hmm. and Pat's um, husband is American. He's actually Oregonian. And I remember oh. one of the first things we cooked in Shanghai because in China, in China at that point in time, there wasn't much of a uh, Thanksgiving um, tradition. So I remember we cooked our first turkey and um, we didn't know how, but we looked it up because uh, we cooked all sorts of like chickens, not a problem, right? We've grown up with it. But I just remember uh, we kept having to lift the turkey up and brining it and rebasting it. And we our arms really hurt a lot because the turkey was so heavy. <laughs> oh. Was it 25 pounds or? No, it was a really big bird. Um, (laughs) Like we we would throw dinner parties a lot, um, like Singaporean food, because we missed the food that we had from home Mm. and nothing that we could find. They like sometimes we would find a Singaporean, Malaysian, Indonesian, and we're like, nah, it's not quite the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I moved here. I moved here seven years ago, so it's been in Oregon for seven years. Yeah, Yeah. um, and And that's where (laughs) that's where we. One of the evenings that Holly was at my place and we started thinking about like, hey, what if we, you know, create sauces here using the amazing organic produce? Yeah. yeah. You know, because so. um, our background is in like kind of like creating like, um, we, we used to work for, well, I used to work for Nike, Pat, Pat still with them, um, but we were good at um, thinking about products to bring to market. So oh. a lot of the supper clubs where we were doing was, kind of a, a bit of a, a cooking the food we miss but testing what 
uh, consumers here in Portland, and we could see a gap, right? What was didn't exist here. And we love going to the farmer's market here, looking at the produce. Sarah, you probably don't remember, but I remember you at the market. We bought your product. Um, and we definitely did. And we were eating our way through a lot of the products here. And I think um, I moved here um, in late 2018. And um, at that point in time, we went to the uh, Oregon coast in Manzanita. Yeah. And then Pat, uh, we, we love seafood because we grow on an island, right? And we we bought some crabs and we were cooking this. And I was like, looked at that and said, let's make chili crab out of this thing. And then Singapore's famous for chili crabs. Um, that's the one of the things that we 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 well we make at home. And then when we were making it, we were like, hey, why don't we try doing something with this? Um, that's how Supper Club started. Um, and then at the supper clubs, we knew people really gravitated to our sambals and they just kept asking for top-ups. Um, they were basically asking <laughs> us to put a pail on the table. Like, <laughs> not bring that away. <laughs> Isn't that funny? They were saying, that, can you produce this? Can you guys sell it? Yeah. I said, if not, I can just buy it on the site from you. Yeah, we had a few guests. Um, COVID was a funny one. We kind mm. of still, we couldn't do, uh, we couldn't do supper clubs, but we kind of did, um, like new pickups from our like wherever like actually from my home um but we had a few guests on the site that said hey can i buy that sauce that you make and we're like oh we haven't really thought about it but let's let's go figure it out and at that point actually we were talking to um sarah's team at fic about stabilizing the product and mm-hmm. how to market because um, Pat and I, we we can sell, like, we're very good at selling footwear and apparel, um, but we needed to get the science part. So Pat's got some some fantastic, what was that process, something, something you attended? We attended at FIC was a process um, class, you know, about production and my understanding of, like, it was a process, you know, yeah. definitely understanding of process production part of it. You know, that's how I got into FIC. And get to know people, and I met a lot of people like Eric and people that got us connected with like um like people in the industry, you know, yeah. to help us out, you know. So and that's how and Mike was the one that also helped us out too, you know, uh, as part of our product development. Yeah, Mike Adams helped you, didn't you? Come and work in the kitchen with him. Yes, yes we, did. we both did. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think about that? Was that fun? Uh, it I was, like it. I actually was like, Adam was that. I mean, like Mike was so helpful about telling us. He's about a my, genius. Just so you yeah, know. He's like, what about this? What about that? He's just like, okay, like maybe we took that. It won't. It won't tweak that. You know, the taste so badly. It's like, oh, okay. So in yeah. in the end, he really helped us out. Yeah. yeah. One of the things about our sambals was we really wanted to make sure that it was a hundred percent natural. Yeah. There was no weird stuff in it because. Our gauge of whether weird stuff is if we turn and look at the label and I can't pronounce it or we can't pronounce it, mm-hmm. it's weird. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a lot of, I know some things are for um specific reason for stabilizing, but we were like, we were we had the belief that we could make a product without having to add um like weird scientific stuff inside that we couldn't we wanted it 100 natural so yeah. that's one of the things that we work with from a processing perspective and the ingredient perspective as well. Um, but that was kind of the journey that we took. Um, but Sambals has been a, a key, like, it's kind of like sharing part of our food from our Southeast Asia region. Because the first question we get from people is, what is Sambal when they come into our shop? Mm-hmm. So we have a shop on Northwest 23rd. Um, and uh, at the shop, um, more or less, well, we cook on the weekend. So people walk follow their nose and they walk into a shop and they go, nice. what's, what's that smell? <laughs> uh, and why are you cooking? And then and what do you sell? Because most of the time what we make on the weekend, it's only for pickup. Um, um, but they, then we share with them what a sambal is and how it can improve anything that they want to eat because it tastes fantastic. And we know we really like our sambal. So we share with them a little bit of our heritage and what sambals are good for um, and the three types that we have. Let's um cool. let's uh back up just a touch. So I want to talk about your location because what will happen sometimes is like we want to tell people, you know, do you, can people just show up there or not? So let's tell them where it is and and when they could go there. Good idea. So I mean, our sh- our shop is operating from Thursday to Sunday, you know, from 12 to 5, you know, and that's how we get people to come by and shop with us. And of mm-hmm. course, Monday to Wednesday, that's where 
you know, because Crawley has to work on other things that we do for the business and the shop helps us to connect with consumer. We love having the shop list so that we can connect with consumer, we can hear their feedback and hear what they like about our product. We can, they can also teach us how we use our sauce in different ways. Mm. We didn't know some of our sauce can eat with like cheese and crackers and like until they, <laughs> our customers teach us of how some of our sauce can be used in different ways. And that's what I like about talking to consumer and that really help us to understand, you know, more about how our summer can expand beyond just our everyday food that we eat from a Singapore standpoint. Yeah, right? our products are also available yeah. with a website and yeah. we are also available in new seasons and market mm-hmm. of choice and a few specialty um, grosses, Provador in, or, uh, in Portland, on North East side carries our product as well. Um, yeah, I think one of the things tapping, continuing what Pat said is, we don't eat Singaporean food every day. We mm. love the local food. And mm. I like my avocado toast as much as the next person. <laughs> but we hey. always add a little bit of sambal to whatever we eat. Yeah. I think you should say a little bit more about where you are. So you have to walk downstairs to get into your shop. And it's where Portland popcorn used to be. And then it was... Uh, Cupcakes. Yeah, we're at the corner of Johnson and Northwest Twenty Third. So yeah, actually one block away from Salt and Straw. Okay. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good reference point. I think a lot of people know where that is, uh, <laughs> judging by the lines. So people, if people um, want to come check it out, so they can come in Thursday through Sunday, twelve to five. They um, can buy your sauces there, and, and you know maybe one of you will be there to, for them to meet and talk to. And they, but if they want to order food, they have to pre-order that, right, through your yeah. website. Yeah, our rec- like you have to get on mailing list. We always um, talk about the people always ask what's on the menu, and we're like, well, it changes because it's based on whatever we miss. Our conversations usually sound, what should we have for like, yeah. what do we want to cook this week? What do you miss eating? Yeah. So, and it's it's based on what's seasonal and what the weather's like. We've we've been on a very soupy like curry stewy phase because the weather's you know it's Portland Oregon it's got mm-hmm. the cold and then it's rainy so we want to keep warm um and we talk about like like nourishing the body a lot of things that we eat is all about um you know um taking care of yourself through food um so we we've been we've done curry phase we've we're on the soup phase now <laughs> so it really changes so we, you have a lot of recipes on your website yeah, we, we try to give ideas of how to use the sambals. Um, some of it is simple. You just put it on anything that you're eating, especially like the booms, the red one. That's our eat with everything sambal. We like to recommend, we call it eat with everything because we, we really haven't found something we can't eat it with. And everybody keeps telling us, and like when Pat was saying about the cheese, and um, that was one of the customers who actually said, yeah, I pair it with, with the H cheese cheddar. It was really, really good. Um, and then like um, the blue one, we like to cook with it. Um, we recommend that as a cooking one specifically because um, actually if you look at a lot of recipes um, <laughs> in the Southeast Asian recipes around curries and about stir fry sambal something that's the base of um, hours of cooking making the sambal so you can it's a kitchen hack in about five minutes you can get a very nice piece of fish um, using that as a marinade um, and the green one that we have the AF chili chunka that's a um, vinegar base but it's garlicky and it has a bit of heat. And the reason we that sambal exists, it actually pairs back with um, something called chicken, Hainanese chicken rice that we have back home. And the rice is cooked with a lot of fat and aromatic. So because it's so rich and you want to eat more of it, you add that so it helps you uh, whet your appetite. So we recommend our friends here to eat it with fries, with fried chicken. It's we also know, um, I think Jay, um, Pat's husband, eats it with pizza as well because the cheese sometimes is a bit too much, but you know you want more, so you just add that on as well. <laughs> My husband said it's a replacement of uh, Tabasco sauce for him. So. Oh, yeah. Um, when we were at your dinner, you mentioned soups that you are, you know, ha- serving some soups out of the um, kitchen right now, but you made this soup, uh, that was so wonderful. And there was a story behind when you make it, um, will you, will you tell people what we ate there and, and what it is? Was it the, the pork that you guys like the confinement pork? Yeah. 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 So, um, in, in Asia, we grew up, a lot of the concepts that we grew up and we take for granted for, we didn't realize is we are what we eat. So 
especially we believe throughout the time of the year, depending on what it is um, and your stage of life, you eat certain food. So that pork dish that we cook was called, is actually called confinement pork. And it's for moms who have just given birth um, and they need to uh, re, re, uh, get back into shape and re-nourish their bodies. So it's actually cooked with a lot of ginger and a lot of vinegar and the pork and collagen. The part of the pig that is used is actually the, the one with a lot of collagen mm-hmm. so it's helping the moms get back into shape by replenishing the collagen the ginger is supposed to knock out they say that when you get pregnant and pet you tell me you have a lot of wind well i don't know exactly what that means but <laughs> you get back into shape. <laughs> you pass gas what are you talking about yeah, it's, um, it's the olden days believe yeah, they say that. You but know, there's but, a logic yeah. in it. Because, so. you know, and, and then what was the other thing we put in there? A lot of ginger, vinegar, vinegar. supposed to help. Yeah. And then uh, sesame oil. We use sesame oil. And all those are supposed to be the heat to help the, the mom get back into best of health so that mm. she can, you know. Um, well, that's what we are told. But we make it because we actually really like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was so good and, was um, good. and just beautiful and fun. And it felt very nourishing to have. And um, I really loved it. I definitely never had anything like it before. And it was just, it was so good. So good. I think your husband actually put some in a plastic baggie for me to take <laughs> <Yes>, I think so. <laughs> that and the snack mix too. Yeah, I the snack so mix much. was so good. I agree. Yum. Snack mix, we, we're still trying to figure out how we can make more of it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's um it's that snack mix that we make is actually tossed in our the OMG sambal the blue one, um and we we make a um a, a curry Great spices that. yeah that one my aunt makes for Chinese New Year and this year we couldn't go home because of COVID so we're like let's make our top three favorites and that of of Chinese New Year stuff and that was one of them nice um, and we keep making it because yeah, customers it want it. It. yeah it's so, so good you can get it at the shop sometimes yeah you can. Oh. We try to keep it in stock, but it just keeps walking out. I've actually stopped customers. Yeah. Please don't buy more than two. I mean, you have to think about it. So we're all addicted to Chex Mix, which is kind of what that yeah. reminded me to, mm-hmm. of. And when we make Chex Mix in our homes, we make like 10, 12, 15 cups of it. And people sit down and eat huge bowls of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. when they come to your shop, they want to buy as large a pack as, as oh. possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. They want a lot. Yep. <laughs> they don't want a little package. They want a big package. So maybe you need to make one. bigger packages. A jumbo one. Yeah. Yeah. We're, do a jumbo. We're gonna take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll tell people about the uh, three specific flavors that you make. Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences and the Food Innovation Center are proud sponsors of Meaningful Marketplace. With a mission to serve all Oregonians, we are committed to giving voice to those whose food and agricultural stories are not always heard. By providing access and opportunity for a more diverse and just food system, because food brings people together. All right, we're back from break, and now we're going to learn all about the three different sauces that the ladies are are making. So we have three products, right? We have the Boom Sambal and OMG Sambal Ea. So I'm going to introduce the Boom Sambal. Boom Sambal is actually our everyday um, eat with everything sambal. So that has shrimp paste, has the uh, caramelized heat to that and gives you that, you know, flexible of putting into a lot of things that we eat. So we eat, we always pair it with um, always noodle rice and noodles back home we always with coconut rice and that's yeah. how we eat it actually back home yeah. they it's uh it's what we will eat with something called nasi lemak, lemak. Yeah. which is uh i think it's malaysian's national dish but in singapore we have it as well yeah. um and it's coconut rice um with sunny side up cucumbers and then a tablespoon of that that makes up our meal for it for that mm. but our customers teach us how to eat it with avocado toast scrambled egg as well as cheese and crackers. Yeah, my latest hack yeah. on that is a grilled cheese sandwich. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really good. <laughs> um, and yeah. then the blue one? The blue one is actually the cook with everything somehow that we get people to cook with a lot of things. Um, so it, like for us, the main, Singapore has made a signature dish called chili crab. And 
one bottle of the OMG sambal makes the chili crab. Of course, with other ingredients that we add into, add into that. And we also recently had posts on our Instagram, on our website, on putting on a piece of salmon, um, putting two tablespoons of um, OMG and just some honey and put it in the oven, boil it for five minutes. And then instantly you bring it out, you have a meal. So, so on that, what we really have quick, the- before you go on, on that chili crab, you're just buying, because mostly we buy cooked crabs here. So yeah. people put the cooked crab in the sauce and warm it up and then it's ready to go. You have to, the, the chili crab back home that we're going to post a recipe at some stage, but we're still trying to fine tune it because the recipe I wrote is like me telling Pat how to cook. There's no like real measurement. So we're trying to put oh, a okay. to it. But essentially it's um, uh, a real hack. If you have a nice, like the tomatoes that you have, Sarah, and then a sauce, you just put the two together, stir it, and then the crab goes in. And and the egg. And and eggs, egg. And yeah. the eggs that go inside. Mm. So we probably will put, put something on the website at some point in time. Mm. Um, but the, the blue one is also uh, uh, the product that we had a uh, collaboration with Lardo, um, the sandwich shop. Uh, we did a chef witch with them. And we kind of recreated that nasi lemak dish that we talked to, we, we mentioned earlier. It's um, in the burger form. Yeah, it was a burger form. Mm. They made a beautiful bread that was coconut scented. And then the, the chicken was actually marinated in the OMG's uh, sambal. Um, that helped add a lot of flavor. And mm. we, when we ate it, it was very close to what we thought it would yeah. be. Also very fun uh, chef yeah. witch. Yeah. yeah, and then the green one that we have, that's um the tangy one. Um, and the reason for that is um it's got that that one has um helps you eat more um very rich food. So if you have roast pork, you have like crackling and pochetta and things like that, it's a very nice accompaniment. The chilies that go inside the green product actually is grown by Rohingya refugee farmer out on the east side. We work with an organization called Outgrowing Hunger, um, and we've been trying to work with them to buy the crop. I think, Sarah, you also work with them. Yeah, you connect. You connected me with them, and thank you for that. I love meeting new farmers, and especially when it's, you know, going to people who are just starting farmers and, and refugee farmers. So thanks for connecting me with them for sure. Happy to do so. But we, we worked with them to buy their crop and then we incorporated that into um, the green, um, sambal, the, the, the wine, the green bottle, the AF chili chunka that we have. Yeah. I think one of the things that you ladies are doing is bringing attention to the idea. And you said it a couple of times, the idea of eating for health and, I think we've lost that a lot in the U.S. And so we're like crazy here where we're like, oh, everybody's eating keto. I better go eat keto or whatever. But I think people really are striving for balance. And there's this thing on your website where there's some rice that's blue and it says courage through Q. (laughs) What does that mean exactly? Um, Yeah, is actually kind of... It's an umbrella term for everything that's kind of cakes, snacks, and then dessert. It can yes. be Ooh, of course I would pick the dessert one out. Yeah, it can be, but it can be savory. It's all these little things. And actually a lot of the work, the quays that we have back home uh have a lot they require a lot of handwork. I think you guys ate, you the ate some of it as not the, the dessert. That's also quay. The, the sweet yeah. potato and then the the green, like a bowl that has um gulu malaka in there. It's like a sugar in there. Mm. Those are considered quay. Yeah. Yeah. And then that story that we wrote was specifically we were testing out because that's a quay salad, which is a green custard on top and the bottom has a, a glutinous rice that has a bit dyed um, with uh, but- butterfly pea flour. Um, oh. That was a failed experiment because we missed it and we were making it. But and it looks really pretty. It's actually, well, thank you. But it was very yummy, but we didn't feel that it was pretty enough to uh, for our customers. So we made it a few times. We made it a few times and then we mastered it. You know, uh, so. We eat it, yeah. but it wasn't pretty. It's a lot of work. I don't think yeah. people know Asian food. They thought that Asian food are cheap and it should be cheap, but it's not. Asian food takes a lot of time to make. Yeah, like, All these things are handmade. Everything is handmade and it takes time. Like even that we have another part that we call coconut jam that was... Yeah. It takes eight hours to make. Even like some of those 
cookies yeah, in the hand and like, think, it takes hours. Yeah, a lot know? of our work that we do yeah. is handwork. Yeah. So it's all made individually. I think in a lot of times, like um, we've had customers coming in going, why is your cookie so, so expensive? expensive. Yeah. Well, like, because the American size is this, like as big as my face, right? And it's $3. And then they come in and says, why is your jar of cookies that amount? Well, like, well, first we use um, local Oregon hazelnuts and, and they're all individually hand-rolled. And organic. <laughs> yeah, we use organic. And, and, mm. and, and it's good because it's portion controlled. You don't eat all of it once. <laughs> well, I, I think just, um, you know, being able to experience your food, I think when people eat it and, and taste it and see it, you can really tell that it, it does take you a lot of time and there's so much that goes into it. And I, I just loved being able to like, think about every single thing. And I learned so much, so much from you both at that dinner, just, um, just, experiencing every different thing like you did a um barley water that you served us that I've never had ever or even thought of of having and it was so good and like cooling and refreshing um, and refreshing to have especially with spicy food because you know of course I added tons of extra sauce on all the things that you made because I was very excited about it and so then having that barley tea was a really fun experience that I'd never had before yeah, we actually grew up having that, like when you are like when you're not feeling too good, we drink body water. And when the, the weather is really hot, we drink body water because it really helps calm, cool your body's body system down. That's what yeah. we all grew up having. So it was really fun. Cool. I'd never had it. it was, we grow a lot of barley in Oregon, by yeah. the way. Yeah. No. Hmm. I eat <laughs> there's I a barley a here barley. called naked barley. <laughs> naked barley. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have the hull on it. So is that like a pearl, like a pearl barley? Like well, it doesn't need to be pearled. Oh, okay. That's cool. So, yeah. Interesting. Maybe you guys can start it. making barley water. <laughs> Maybe they have it through Camas Country Mill if you're interested oh, in getting it. Okay, we'll oh, yeah. take a look at it. Actually, yeah. one of the things that we uh we, we know that within that shop, we're trying to serve the community that the neighborhood that we're in. We it took us a while because we bought a fridge, a cooler fridge. Um, and we're looking to stock it with a little bit more ready-to-eat stuff because a lot mm. of customers keep telling us, you're, you're, because we, we're not we're not a restaurant, so we don't make a huge amount of food. And then people say, you sell out like so fast. We're like, yeah, but we're only making X number. So we're looking to add a little bit more and we might we might um, do more of those like the drinks. That's a good idea that we can yeah, do. Yeah, drinks easy. are a really good idea. Drinks and snacks, people are into it. <laughs> Especially yeah. if you're sitting at home zooming, right? You just want to do that. Yeah, I wish I had some right now, actually. <laughs> Sarah needs snacks. Yeah. It's almost that time of the day as well. Tea time. Which which flavor of your sauces do you think tells your story best? Hmm. <laughs> actually, sambals as a family of condiment in Asia, there's like actually probably like hundreds of different types, but we chose actually our top three favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a, there's a few that we make just for our supper clubs. We didn't serve it at, at the dinner. That's not really, really spicy. The really spicy. Yeah. My aunt won't eat anything unless she has that. So my, my grandmother used to keep it on like permanent in the fridge, but because that's her, her go-to somehow. Yeah. Those are the ones that's like habanero that's burning. It's not, yeah. it's a like, yeah. um, but it's spicier than that. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I want to try it. <laughs> Can you? What is Tinkat? Tinkat. Um, Tinkat actually, it's a Malay, Malay word. Because um, in Singapore, we have a lot of words that we interchange. So Tinkat is okay. like a, a service, like a Tiffin carrier. Okay. It actually means a Tiffin carrier, but the concept actually is usually um, because a lot of people live in. Uh, well, old days they live in villages. Then they start to live in, in apartment blocks. Okay. Somebody in the apartment block would cook, and then the working moms would order on on a weekly basis. Oh. And then on the way home, they will pick up a tin cup, which is home cooked by one of the neighbors. That so, is cool, and and so that's a really cool way for a community to kind of get to know each other and help each other out. What is egak egak? Agaga agaga. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's me telling Pat, aga aga. Just me telling Pat how to cook, the, giving her the information on cooking is chili crab. It's kind of like a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and then you'll be okay. Aga, aga. I see. <laughs> no recipe, recipe. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. <laughs> or a grandma and, and recipe. How we cook is everything based on the feel of how you think it should be a lot. Like you mm-hmm. more so, they like we don't have a measurement, a measuring cup or things like that. We just put based on what we feel. You know, well, that is neither. Actually, you know, so. yeah, that's kind of how we learn how to cook. Because yeah. I remember calling home to my aunt, and then look, because I was studying abroad, and then um, I would say I want to make X, right? And then they'll say, yeah, just put six rice bowls of water. I'm like. Which rice bowl? My rice bowl is different size from your rice bowl. <laughs> exactly. But that's the way that they would cook. Yeah. So you just passed through the Hungry Ghost Festival. What is that? Um, in in our some because Chinese calendar is on the lunar calendar. So yeah. Hungry Ghost is usually about um it's in eight, September. Eight, September, yeah, September, October, uh, August. August, August. That month, the 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 belief is that the gates of hell open, Ooh. and then um, the spirits go visiting, um, and then you need to burn <laughs> offering. And we also do offering. You do to, offering to to your friends, relatives, and whoever is around, so that they don't come and bother you. Um, but my does it work? Um, uh, I don't. But the nice thing about that time is there's always a feast. Somebody like in the family will cook something and they'll because it's used for offering, you mm. always get to eat it after they finish the prayers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really believe that, but it's just we just do what my parents need to tell us. To yeah, do but that. the funny funny thing is um, like during that month, businesses they don't like to open business, yeah. they don't like to sign contracts. Like Real estate has yeah. a like goes dip yeah. has a dip inside. So it's a very superstitious thing. But then you know, it's okay. It's a kind of a good month where you just take restock on, on what's happening. So the lunar year is coming, so the new lunar year is coming yes. up in January. Yeah. Do you have yeah. any big plans for a big um we're trying to think party? about what we're gonna do um actually let's have a street party on northwest Ooh, 23rd we can get a permit to block off the street and then just have a big party that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure the neighbors will appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do that at the Chinatown. They used to do that at Chinatown. To. But Let's do it. Now. Come on. <laughs> That's a good idea. I'm going to have a Why don't you rent the soccer stadium and have a party like that? <laughs> Sarah has big ideas for you in this party. <laughs> or, I mean, your really good hostesses. You could have it at the Mac Club or something like that. Oh, that's a good Fancy. idea. You yeah. could pitch it to the chef over there. He'd probably be into it. <laughs> well, that's a lot of nice Chinese food um, during that time. We will cook specifically yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. It was a time for us to eat a lot during that time. Yeah. You, 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 you don't start a diet. Actually, every time, you know, in norm, like the Western world, you start your diet in January. We never start our diet until after Chinese New Year. So February. <laughs> or whenever it's after because there's no point because there's no way you can't. <laughs> too many good things to eat yeah. <laughs> I gave up on dieting a long time ago <laughs> yeah well as long as you eat everything in moderation I'm more like seafood and eat it yeah that's a good yeah. that's a good diet we like that too <laughs> yeah uh, I wanted to make sure to uh, give people a place to connect with you online so they can hear more about your story and, you know, find you guys is um, what's a good place for them to do that what kind of social media. Yeah. So we're on Instagram and our handle is uh, our name repeated twice. So it's at Cbeho Cbeho. Um, and then our website is uh, www.cbeho.com. And can you tell our listeners what Sibeho means? <laughs> you do. <laughs> it's a local profound language. It's, it's Hokkien. Hokkien yeah. And because we have all these different culture, even though we are Chinese, we have all these different languages, local dialect languages that mix it. Yeah. So like for me, I'm Cantonese. And then like um, Holly <laughs> is Hokkien, right? So like, and we have friends that are like teach you and things like that. There's so many different ones. It's like, it's like our descendants are actually from, like even from, um, China even and my descendants are from China therefore why I have that Cantonese background is because my descendants were there so it's actually what it means is meant them 
effing good. You know, that it's was actually me. a swear word. It's a swear word, but not really technically. But you, this this is not really a swear word to a lot of the the young consumers. Like damn good. It's like si beho. They call it that it's way. You know. Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you I'm gonna people, start using that at home. No one will know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> when we were working abroad, sometimes we would swear in lo- in our local language, and yeah. nobody would know yeah. what to say. <laughs> Do you I people... have a Russian friend who taught me some swear words. Nobody knows what. It's, <laughs> not, you... it's not bad, honestly. It's because it's about damn good. There are really some bad ones that we don't use at all. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> when when people know what it is, do they think it's fun that 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 you call yeah. that business that? Yeah. Like, like, oh, I gotta use this, and you know, like, people are wondering what what is that? You know. So. <laughs> So there's a snack on your front page. It looks like it's little tiny sardines and some peanuts. Have you thought about making that with hazelnuts? Um, oh, okay. the, the, the it's called ikambilis. Yeah. yeah. We, we were told, of, I, I don't know whether it's a fallacy or not, that people don't like to eat anchovies. That's actually baby anchovies. But then yeah. we're like, it doesn't taste the same as canned anchovies. So oh. we're like, oh, we're not quite sure whether... You fry them or something or um, yeah. bake them? But you, like, they're dry, are they dried and then you, you yeah, season them? Dry, yeah, and then you have to... Uh, I would try it for sure. Yeah. Right now, snacking on dry fish is cool. I think, oh, yeah. yeah. We know that. The dry, dry salmon skin. skin. Salmon skin. Salmon skin. Love yeah. yeah, you should get it I out there. I think you should... I, I wouldn't listen when people say things like that because maybe maybe that's true they for some know. people or, or some people say that they don't like anchovies. But I think if you, uh, you know, have people try something delicious, I think right now too, you know, as far as the internet goes, that always changes people's viewpoint. And I think over this year, like canned fish and tinned fish became really popular and they were yeah. calling it like hot girl summer was like all about tinned fish. And I think that, yeah. you know, it takes one trend to change people's palates and their, and their idea of things. And I think that, um, you know, you should, you should do it and put it out there because I think that people do like it and will like it. It's just they like, do like it. Well, we'll think about making that because we actually like eating. It's a very nice snack. And yeah, that's what we eat with, it's um, really high, high in protein. It has to be good with boom sambal too. Yeah, 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 and beer, and beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But people, people, lo- people love to have beer and snacks here, you know. So it's like, yeah. it, and even if they could make it at home, and you're teaching them to do something new that they enjoy, I think that's like the thing that you ladies really do a great job is passing on, you know, part of your tradition and things that we really don't know about and that we don't see here, and that's really special. And so I think, Very. don't be afraid to show people what it is that you love because that's what we we want we want from you. <laughs> we want to love it too. We want to love it too. We want to try all your stuff and enjoy yeah. it. You have to teach yeah. us. Because yeah. there's even one dish that we were talking about, like, should we serve fish head curry? It's like fish head. We were like, I ate a fish eyeball once. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Me too. We're, yeah. People are down to people are down to try things. For the sure. cheeks are the best. Fish yeah. cheeks. Oh my yeah. gosh! It's fish head curry actually is a Singaporean creation because yeah. in the old days, um, they were the we had Indians from South India migrating to Singapore, and there were Chinese guys as well, and um, but the dogs to feed the workers, they were looking to look for, for offcuts, right? Things that were not um, readily sold in the markets. And there were all these giant fish heads and they started to make a curry out of it. So mm. it's actually something that came out from a need to feed the dock workers, but it's become mainstream. We like eating it. It, it literally is a giant casserole. It opens up and you see a fish head yeah. staring back at you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think that sounds fun. <laughs> we love eating it. We've cooked it a few times actually, but we're not sure whether we can... Um, um, we can get an audience for it because maybe when we try, I have to yeah. say, tell you something funny. So on our Instagram, we mean we eat like we eat meat, right? So we don't. It's not like we see animals with heads and stuff. I posted a, a I sent out an email of a duck with a head that was obviously pre cooking, and I had a comment back from one of my customers saying, "Hi, I'm, I love your food, but I'm." Vegetarian, I can't look at your emails, so I will unsubscribe. But I still buy your sunballs. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's the challenging thing about um, Portland is that there are people who really want to try things, but we also have a very strong vegan community who is very opposed to it. When we um, were selling our house, my friend had done this print of like um, 
you know, all different things they were cooking in the kitchen and there was duck heads that they had and they were, um, I think using them to make a, a you know, a broth or something. And so, um, we had, it was beautiful. I thought, and, and it's showing, you know, our food all through these different stages. So we had it hanging in our house. And then when our realtor was like trying to sell our house, he was like, the duck heads have to go. Nobody's <laughs> like every person that's going to walk in is going to be like, no, because they're not going to understand like the beauty of it that you're trying, you know, that he's like duck heads go in the garage. I'm like, mm. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> I wanted to talk a little bit about um, your packaging and design, because I think that, um, you know, you have these beautiful, bright, bold colors. And I like that when you're talking about the flavors, you're also talking about the color, because I think that you did a really good job of coming up with this um, cohesive brand. Can you talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about that process with us? Yeah, we're happy to. Um, Actually, if you look on the labels, it's kind of like little top, like little square, like different shapes, icons inside. And the reason why we chose to do that as a repeat pattern was uh, Singapore has these shop houses that are beautiful and the merchants would usually show off their wealth when they had the shop houses uh, by buying towels and putting, um, making them as bright and colorful. And the towels that came through Singapore as a trading port came from all over the world. And the neighborhood I grew up with um, on the east side is famous for some of these houses. So we decided to choose the towels. But if you look closely at them, they all have um, things that represent us. So you see uh, roses for the Portland, the city of roses. There's a merlion for Singapore. There's the Xiaolongbao, which is the time we spent in Shanghai. And then the ingredient pictures that you have for the onions and the alums and the chilies, they're all kind of like scattered in, in if you look closer at the print. Um, yeah, I would say that if you Google like Singapore shop houses, it's, yeah. you can Google it's like all colors. So all the color palette that we push is actually based on the the inspiration from our Singapore shop houses back home. So. Yeah, and they all yeah. yeah they they would have they would live they would the shop would be on the first floor and they will live upstairs on the second yeah. floor. I love all those choices that you made because it's, um, you know, it's part of being able to tell your story without you being there, you know, so your label does that for you. And I think you just made really nice stylistic choices that carry through onto shelves, which is, you're a good example. Right, it's Wilson that. Holly. She so, has been on that. So, so we good have job. good friends. We have good friends. Thank you. Good we're job, Holly. So people can buy Tinkets at the store so they can come and buy on Sunday. They could come and get the soup and the white pepper so pork ribs. I would say that everything is pre-order made to order okay they so they have to pre-order but they can mm-hmm. come and pick up a meal on Sunday yeah, yeah. yeah wow. they, uh, so if people are interested in that they they should join your mailing list right on and your you, website you have to be a member you've got to join our mailing list be a member talk to us a little bit more about that because that might be a way for people to experience yeah so our mailing list um, that we send out actually has recipes on how to use sambal primarily. It's a communication vehicle for us to uh, tell the difference and whatever the time of the year, because we like we, we send out a Halloween one because um, I decided to make Frankenstein toast for fun. And then we, so, but we, we, send, we incorporate that um, part of it because it's the local customs here. Um, but we also send out um, information about our tin cuts, what the menu will be, um, and what the rotational is. So people, once we send it out, you can you can pick, um, you can buy the meals, but they sell it quite fast. On Sundays, we also make things like curry puffs, which is kind of like a, uh, I would say Singaporean. Snack, or, snack food, it's like yeah. empanadas, but not yeah. quite. Uh, I like eating empanadas as well, but our Singaporean curry puffs are things that we grew up eating. Um, we would uh, buy them after school and then we'll eat them with the sambals. Um, the aunties will make them um, because we miss them. So we started to make them. And I, I definitely, between Pat and myself, we develop a lot of muscles on the forearm rolling out all the pastries. <laughs> um, there were a lot of work. Those are delicious. You sent us home with some and I did. I just took mine and dipped it right into the jar. And <laughs> yeah, and we make grace too. Yeah. So Pat Pat makes a lot of the nice grace that you guys um, tried that day. Um, I think one of my favorites uh, is the pandan kaya kue. Uh, it's like a cake, but it's two layers. So the top part is custody. The bottom part is a bit spongy. Uh, you don't feel very guilty eating it because it's not too sweet. Because <laughs> I, I cut down some of the sugar. Yeah, they were yeah. your desserts were so good that you made. Can, do you sometimes offer those in the shop as well? We do. We okay, do. Yeah. 
So people just need to make sure to join your mailing list so they can see how to access all these wonderful things. Uh, We want to tell people the best place to purchase from you directly. So is that the website? The website, definitely. Um, But come visit us. We're always happy to meet new friends that come through our store um, because then we're happy to understand why they're looking for a new uh, condiment to add to their meals um, and why why ours is, um, why we chose to make them here in Oregon um, using as much local ingredients as possible. Yeah, because our shop definitely has a lot of exclusive things that you don't get in Market of Choice and New Season, things yeah. that you do get only in our store. Yeah, our samples are also sold in Market yeah. of Choice and New Seasons and also at Providor. Actually, if you're on the coast, you can get them in Manzanita at yes. the Little Apple. Yeah, we love that deli. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. They're carrying our products, so... Um, and it's because we've been, Pat's been going there for the last, ever since you moved here. It's actually not me. My husband has been growing up, you know, being uh, in Manzanita quite a lot with his family, you know, so, and that is his place to go always. So, so we have That's a couple cool. of places, but we always like people yeah. like coming best to come, come buy direct from us. Yeah. That's cool. Do you ladies have any advice for people who are thinking of starting a business? Um. <laughs> Uh, for sure. Um, I think one of the things about starting, uh, what I've, I've, we've been very um, grateful for is the community of supporters like the two Sarahs that we're speaking to. But um, we've been on, we, we call them our dumb question moments. We will ask a question somebody and somebody will have an answer because the foodie community here is so um, helpful. And the thing that we've been very um impressed by and like nobody wants anything in return they will always ask you okay what else can we help you and one of the things with um um because actually we started off making our own sambals in the kitchen but we we wanted to go co-packer in the first place but when we were dying and we wanted to find a co-packer here in Oregon because we knew we wanted to buy locally here as well so I lost count the number of people I rang who would tell me, we can't make it, but how about you try X? And they will send you somewhere else to go and talk to somebody else. Um, I think that that community of um, creating uh, value together and it's like they always they say, together we rise. So I think that that part has been um, something that we've been very grateful for. And um, kind of like for Christmas, one of the things that we're planning to do is to create, because I'm part of a group called uh, Accelerate, the Women's Startup. So I'm looking, quite a few of them makers, I'm hoping to profile, because we have a great location on 23rd. So I'm hoping to profile some of their products in our shop as well and create gift sets. Because I know what it's like to be busy and you just want to buy something that's like been thought about already. So we're going to look at putting gift sets together from women makers um, and profile them in our shop. That's, That's such a good idea. idea and good advice for people. Well, um, unfortunately, Sarah, I want someone else to. Oh. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> you know how to find me. <laughs> uh, ladies, I hate this is the worst part of the show because I have to tell us it's time to end. We're done. We're out of time. So I wish we could Darn. talk to you forever. We do want to send people your way. So everybody should join the mailing list, go to the shop, visit these two wonderful ladies and um, um, we will see you around town soon, I'm sure. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for Thanks joining us. Thanks so much for having us. <laughs> we record Missoni and Marshall live every week. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you to our audio engineer, Lon, and our production assistant, Chelsea. And if you want to be a guest on the show, you can DM us at our Missoni and Marshall Instagram. Until next week, we'll be back later. Bye, everybody. Bye for now. Market of Choice is a proud sponsor of Meaningful Marketplace. As a family-owned organ grocer for 42 years, Market of Choice strives to inspire, mentor, and assist a diverse group of local producers and foster equity in our communities. With 11 stores in Oregon, Market of Choice supports these craft makers, as well as farmers, fisher folk, and ranchers by bringing more than 7,000 local products to market. Together, we form a sustainable, community-based food system that serves our great state. To learn more, go to marketofchoice.com. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen, learn, launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.